Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Colleen Benson Homes team with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Well, we like to have some fun here on Keeping It Real Estate. And each week we have a little section of the show we call Did You See This? Where we look at the fun and interesting from across the real estate landscape. And today's story, Colleen, comes to us from California. And did you see this? The music video that featured professional dancers that was a listing video, like a home tour. But it was set to music and had professional dancers flying all over the screen for a $25 million listing and the video costs $25,000 to produce. I did not see that, but I'll tell you, I love watching <laughs> Million Dollar Listing Agent Los Angeles. Do you ever watch that show? Oh, I haven't seen many of the Million Dollar Listing shows, but I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah, and they list these Beverly Hills homes yep. in, like in this price range, $20 million plus. And then they put on these lavish events with dancers and costumes and whatnot. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, luckily for me, I don't need to, um, have that capital for my listings <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here in, here in Oregon. But, um, definitely if I was selling $20 million homes, you know, it's all scalable, I guess 25,000 to market it makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's just a sm small piece of the commission on a $25 sure. million home, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty wild but uh yeah it's actually a really well done video and the, like the professional dancing was really cool inside of it so you know neat how they did that my d big question for you colleen is do you have the moves to pull this off on one of your next listings oh no way <laughs> <laughs> what what would be your uh what would be like this will be like the, the game of clue but instead of you know what weapon in what room what style of dance and in what room of the house would you be would you uh, appear in the video if you uh, i'm sure skills? it'd be in the kitchen because i've been known to dance in my kitchen quite a bit <laughs> that was gonna be mine it was gonna be uh walter <laughs> with the with the freestyle in the kitchen <laughs> yeah yep, that'd be me too okay um, very nice yeah very a lot nice. of times i like to grab one of my dogs and dance with them in the kitchen so oh there you go we have yeah. the dogs in it <laughs> get, you got to get the dogs rolling every once in a while exactly too funny well in any event that was a funny little thing to check it out look up uh you know, real estate music video. You'll find the video and, and see the professional dancers jumping around. It was a pretty cool video that had all different types of dance, all different dancers moving in and out of the frame. It was definitely well-produced and uh, just kind of funny to see that. All right, well, let's go to more serious subjects and look at some of the headlines making news in the real estate world at the outset of 2020. Now, you touched on this uh, already a little bit with your personal experience, Colleen, at the top of the show today, talking about how things have been pretty hot right out of the gate here in January. And that was the subject of a recent article that said January is expected to be indeed hot for home shoppers. And the reason they said that is because typically January is the month that has the second most listing views across the entire year, which I found that kind of interesting. And they say that plus the uh, sub 4% mortgage rates and continued low unemployment should make for a really busy real estate season through the first couple of months of 2020. It sounds like you're on board with that idea. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it. We are feeling it. And it's exciting. Lots of buyers out there. We need some more homes. We need more inventory. 
So yeah, we, we definitely are seeing a strong seller's market still, yet very good for buyers too with those mortgage rates and as low as they are. So that's what I was going to ask is like what, you know, just less than two years ago, it was an awesome market, but it wasn't really great for buyers because there were so many bidding wars and the prices were just getting jacked up so much on homes and people were just missing out on their homes left and right, it seemed. Do you think we'll see a return to that kind of market with all the bidding wars and that sort of thing? Or will it be a little um, bit I don't more know. I don't think it'll be what it was in 2018. No. Okay. I, I don't know, though. I mean, there's a lot of buyers out there right now. And in certain price ranges, you know, I'm st we're still getting bidding wars. Not so much over 500,000, but under 500,000, we're, we're seeing that. So I am very optimistic of a strong year for buyers and a strong year for sellers. I do hope that we get more sellers to market sooner than later. So these buyers have more to choose from. Yeah, interesting little article there and uh, certainly aligns with what you're experiencing here in the greater Salem area. We're talking with Colleen Benson, in case you're just joining us here on Keeping It Real Estate, the show that helps you learn the ins and outs of real estate throughout the area and buying and selling homes, giving you lots of great details here on the program. Uh, by the way, Colleen and her team have helped more than 400 people buy or sell their homes now in the past three years. So big increase in uh, 2019, more than 126 families uh, were helped to buy or sell a home during the year. So that's pretty cool. A lot of closings happening in and out of that office, Colleen. Pretty much, I guess, what you're averaging almost a closing a day in terms of business days out of the year, maybe every other day somewhere. Wow, in that, range. that sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds really, you know, if you take, you know, Saturdays and you don't close on Saturdays and Sundays, right? Oh, no, no, those yeah. are our busiest days. Oh, really? Oh, so the attorneys and everybody's open on those days? Oh, no, not the um, the office isn't. No, but my team is working. My agents are working on the on the weekends for sure. They're showing property and hosting open houses but actual closings are more of a monday through friday oh yeah thing, sorry right? okay. um, my oh, bad no, yes fine. yeah we close monday through monday through friday we uh, started the week off with six escrows to open for the week oh, my so gosh. i guess yeah we're on track for a closing per business day there um, you go i like the sound of that and you know what matters most to me obviously is that my agents are able to provide the level of service that our clients are hoping for, and that's reflective in our Zillow reviews. And as a premier Zillow partner, you know, I like to make sure that everybody's being well taken care of, and that's reflected in our reviews, which makes me really happy that something's working. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, to me, it sounds a lot like um, you've got one of those situations of, uh, you know, someone is robbed in a pantry every, you know, every 34 seconds of the day, you know, some, <laughs> somewhere in the world. We'll have a commercial for you one day where we're like, you know, every single day in the greater Salem area, someone is closing on a home with the Benson Broker Group. I love That's, that. That should be a really Goals. good commercial. All right. I'm writing that. I'm writing that idea down. We're going <laughs> to debut that later this year, probably. Very cool. So another article, another headline came across, not as serious, maybe as the you know actual market discussions here, but interesting nonetheless. Decoration trends that are going out of style in 2020. There were five listed in this article. I'm interested to know if you agree with these. The accent wall, they say, is, is done, kaput, on the oh, way yeah. out. I would agree with that for sure. Oh, I like accent walls. That makes me sad. 
What about rose gold? Was rose gold ever in? Yeah, I think it's just kind of coming in here in this part of the world. So, Oh, so it's already out in other places. <laughs> yeah, the rose gold's kind of big. Interesting. Okay, so rose gold big. Mm-hmm. So you, you disagree with that one for I the disagree. local area. Yeah, okay. Farmhouse style. I can't believe we're at the end of the farmhouse style, are we? Uh, I think we're going to start seeing that, yes. Really? I mean, the craftsman, Chip and Joanne's influence is... Uh, so the craftsman is a classic, but the craftsman trends change. So the farmhouse craftsman might be um, might be headed towards the end, yes. That's uh, I like the farmhouse style, so that's makes me a little sad, but uh, it, it sounds like there's ground truth to that one, you say. Mm-hmm. All right, light neutrals, they also say, is out. What's going to happen to the agreeable gray and the right? repose gray? Okay, I'm going to tell you what's happening, and I love it. So we are starting to see a lot of rich browns and really? cognacs and camel colors for furniture and rugs and whatnot, which really complements the agreeable gray and white that everybody you know has, has trended towards. So I think we will see in the year ahead Definitely those rich colors coming into that the accent, the, the gray, and bringing a little bit of depth to what we've seen in the last year's trend. Did you say camel colors, by the yes. way? Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that. Camels and... Combination. Uh, cognac. I said camel and cognac. Camels and cognac colors. <laughs> say that five times fast. All right, so night, light neutrals indeed, a little bit on the way out, or at least they're getting complimented with some more bolder choices, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Okay. Last but not least, the fifth item on this list was open floor plans going out. Can't be, right? I can't, I can't see that happening. No. Okay. No. Yeah. People like an open floor plan. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm New construction go. is open floor plans. Okay, yeah. We're not and going that's back we... to formal living rooms and confined spaces. I don't see that happening. Yeah, and that's where we uh, certainly look for some of these trends, right, is home home building and what's being built in the area you and bet. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And right, another so. thing I'm seeing that I love oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is uh, color in the kitchen. So the kitchens have been a lot of white subway tiles and white cabinets and stainless steel. We're seeing color trends in appliances and mm-hmm. color trends in cabinets, and I love it. Some rich blues, navy blues, oranges. Looks great. I really like the, um, I'm not a fan of too much color in the kitchen, just personally. But I do like it when people will make their island, like use that for the almost like an accent wall, right? They'll they'll make that the accent color in the kitchen. Everything else is white, but then maybe a rich blue on the island or something like that. Mm -hmm. That looks really sharp. Does look sharp. In fact, my folks redid their kitchen. Now they were, it was about a year or two ago now at this point, but they did where the kitchen has one style of um, countertop, but then the island had a different color countertop. And it that worked really well that I ended up looking really cool too. So, so I, we're I building if, a house. I don't know if that's a trend. Yes. Well, um, we're getting ready to break ground on a house right now. And so I was telling the builder, you know, you can choose paint grade cabinets or or just stained cabinets. Paint grade is more expensive. It's considered an upgrade. And so I went with stained cat. I just love the color of wood, but I did paint grade on the island. So we're going to do that too. We're going to have stained wood around the kitchen, and then we're going to 
paint grade the island cabinet so we can change up the color when we want. That's pretty cool. So paint grade, meaning you can paint over it more easily than you would if you try to paint a wood cabinet or something like that. Yes, or, uh, you're not the, supposed the, to the paint the level. stained cabinets. Yes, so gotcha. but, but when you're looking at paint grade versus stained on all of your cabinetry, the price gets up there if you choose mm-hmm. paint grade. So we're just picking and choosing it in little spots. So yeah, doesn't cost as much yet. We get a nice, if we want to paint that Island bright blue, we can, and then change it up the next year. A nice accent. See? Yes. Accent islands. Accent Ac- walls are out. Accent islands but are in. <laughs> accent islands. Yeah. We found a replacement. Very good. Uh, we're talking to Colleen Benson here on keeping it real estate of Benson broker group with Keller Williams, the number one Keller Williams team in the Salem area. I might add one other little thing to talk about here, Colleen, I want to talk about eye buyers. Uh, popular in some markets, there was an article that came out. By the way, eye buyers are the ones who, you know, will buy your home. You don't have to list it the traditional way. You know, there's been a lot of marketing poured into this over the past couple of years, and we've got some data from the end of 2019 to look at. Uh, a couple of cities across the country saw some large increases in eye buying activity. There were a lot in Arizona, North Carolina, and in some of these cities, eye buying made up more than 10% of all home purchases in those areas near the end of the year. But this is what I found interesting, Colleen. I'd love to hear your opinion on what you think iBuying has done in the greater Salem area. Has it indeed had any sort of tangible impact uh, that matches the amount of marketing that it gets? But also throw this fact in there as well. In many of the cases, the median sale price of iBuyer homes was significantly less than the median for the city as a whole. Just an example, in one area, the median was $245,000, but for an iBuyer home, it was two hundred. dollars So it was a $45,000 difference between the two choices, the yes. two modes of mm-hmm. selling a home. So there's obviously a big sacrifice going that route. As far as the iBuyers, I've been doing a lot of homework and training on this because it's something that's coming and it's not going away. So I was just in Phoenix, Scottsdale, for training on the whole iBuyer for two days two and a half days of iBuyer training. So just to clarify, Walter, I, I the way I read it is I stands for instant. So it's an instant buyer. It's for sellers. It's not for buyers. So if you are a seller, an iBuyer might interest you because they're going to offer you cash for your home, quick close, and you just get, you take the offer you, and you can close within a week and get your money and move out. That's what it means. And so it's these big conglomerate companies like Open Door and Zillow that are becoming iBuyers and buying up these homes. But they only want the homes that are real homogeneous, I would say, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of like a subdivision of newer built newer than 2000 or built newer than 2005 in a price range that's real moderate usually i think the average national price range i heard was about 240,000 like you said and um there it's not they're not buying fixers it's not it's different than cash for fixers it is they're looking for a particular home that is turnkey and real easy to just put back on market so who do these usually work for folks that are just trying to they need to get out of their house quick and don't have time to go through the normal process pretty much. And they just, yeah. they, don't, they don't mind sacrificing some of those dollars. Yeah. So yeah, it's for somebody that possibly just wants to not deal with a real estate agent and just do, you know, there's certain people out there that would rather just do it over the computer and sell their home, not be hassled. So mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't say you're necessarily going to get top dollar, but you're not going to get too low balled. What I am concerned about, and we will see as this trend picks up here in this area, is that as the market shifts and these iBuyers hold on to all this inventory, what's that going to do for home prices and values and the fees that are that creep up in on there? So, for example, there's some un, uh, online places where you can get a loan and the prices seem so good. You know, you don't pay a lot of fees for your mortgage loan and it's done all over the, uh, you know, just on the internet. You don't have an agent that you can work with or a mortgage broker. But then at the end, when I work with clients that are using these programs, they are shocked and appalled with how the hidden fees added up. Hmm. And that's what I've heard with these iBuyer programs. So that's just one thing I would watch out for. But yeah, we are seeing them come into the marketplace slowly but surely. I don't think it's going away. I don't think it's a threat to the industry by any means. It's most sellers want an agent that can help them navigate through the process and be there for them to help solve the problems that arise and just make it a smooth process where you're not going to get that with this. Yeah, and I think it's a great point to make, Colleen, and uh, one that comes with it a lot of concessions if you go this direction. And uh, those concessions uh, for the moment seem to be too great for the majority. And also it seems like the data doesn't necessarily – you know, the, the marketing, right, is so high for these iBuyers, and, uh, but it doesn't look like the actual amount of people going that route and using that route really matches the amount of marketing that's going into it, uh, at least for the moment. So that's exactly. another good thing to have I mean, perspective on. 10% in Phoenix, yeah, that's a pretty big percent. But I don't see, like, my associate real estate agents in the Phoenix area, Keller Williams is big there, and I, I've got a lot of friends doing um, high production they are, it's not affecting their business from mm-hmm. an industry perspective. It's, it's kind of a little bit of a threat. It's kind of like you take your car, your used car, and you, and you drop it off at the auto dealer at a used car lot, and then you go and buy another one. So you don't have to put it on the open market, but you don't get the service. And so what we get to do as agents is provide a level of service that is relevant, that's relevant in, sol- in solving our consumers' needs. And that, I feel, moving forward um, with the way the world is, matters a whole lot to people when they have somebody that's there for them versus selling their biggest asset over, the, over to an iBuyer on the computer. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison with the used car because it's that's really exactly right. Like, I'll just sell it to the dealer that I'm getting the newer car from. I know I'm not going to get make anywhere near as much as if I did a private sale mm-hmm. or you know went went to a third party and tried to do this. But eh, it's easy, convenient. And I just want to do it this I'm way. Drop it off and get my money. Yeah. So <laughs> if that's more important to you than the dollars, then um, you know so be it. And so there's here's an option for you. But it doesn't sound like that's going to be the majority anytime soon. But it's carved out a little place in the market for sure sure has Uh, getting a lot of talk yeah getting a lot of attention and talk definitely well if you are not necessarily interested in going the i buying route and like the more traditional route of selling your home with that human touch from colleen benson and you are interested in getting top dollar on your home it's a great idea to find out the value of your home and colleen you guys have developed a great tool that helps people do just that yeah so just text the word listing to the number seven seven two 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 And we will send you an idea, a value to get you started in what your home is worth in the local market, 
today. And then you can keep a watch on that number and see how it goes up or down, hopefully up, and um, decide, you know, maybe helpful in deciding when, if and when you want to sell your home. Next step would be to give me a call and have me over for a consult. No obligation. We'll just look at your home and we'll talk about the calendar year and your real estate goals and how that fits into the timeline. Again, if you want to find out the potential value of your home, you can do so from your smartphone by texting the word LISTING to the number 77222. Again, text the word LISTING to the number 77222. It's a more accurate estimate of your home likely than uh, using Zillow or another service like that because this goes off of local data and it keeps you updated as the value of your home changes over time as well. So it's a very useful tool, not only once, but ongoing as well. Text the word LISTING to the number 77222. Again, text the LISTING to the number 77222. We'll text you right back with the information that you need. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon right back here on the Keeping It Real Estate Radio Show.